Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we discuss recent changes to Genie Plus and other things you need to know if you're visiting Disney this summer. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. We're also on YouTube now, so we'd really appreciate it if you could like and subscribe to our channel there, youtube.com slash at DisneyDeciphered. We're close to a big subscriber milestone, so we'd really appreciate it if you could help us out. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered where you can receive bonus content and you can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for us, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So... I feel like I'm saying this more than I like to say it, but uh, we don't typically like to do news episodes, but Disney just keeps dropping news that uh, feels like it is worth covering. So uh, on today's episode, uh, we're going to do news for your summer 2023, the biggest of which is some changes to Genie Plus, which is going to eventually cause us to have to update our Genie Plus 101 episode. Disney, you couldn't even let us get a year. (laughs) It's maddening, but, you know, we should just wait, Joe, because we know more is coming later this year. So we should just wait. That's right. We're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to redo the episode until um, it feels like there's going to be an equilibrium. I mean, they have announced that they're going to be future Genie Plus, like you can book in advance type things. So we'll definitely wait till that before we update things. Although maybe we can do our park by park Genie Plus that we have been planning on doing because the attractions aren't going to change. But before we get to all that news, we want to start with some Patreon shout outs. Leslie, who are we shouting out today? Uh, New patrons. We are shouting out Aaron G, one of our newest uh, Patreon supporters. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. If you want to do the same and also get lots of bonus content, including um, a very last minute trip that I am taking this week to Disneyland, then you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered and select from the many options that Joe has provided to you. (laughs) Yeah, I I should look back at those options i haven't updated them for a few years but yeah leslie uh we well we'll talk about why you're going uh in a second but uh i think on our last disney deciphered unfiltered you said you had no disneyland trips in the future and i said uh we'll see about that and uh i was proven correct uh, but we'll talk about that in a second all right so let's get to the news leslie now you have been out of town out of the country for a couple of weeks and you know you were in a different time zone when i sent you a message i think i think my message was something to the effect of genie plus smh and your reply to me was what did disney do now so why don't you give me your impression of what you think the news was and then uh if you're wrong i will clarify for you know what what's actually going on and what what do people need to know if they're visiting disney world in summer 2023 genie plus wise All right, so now you can buy Genie Plus just for a single park, and the prices are variable based upon which park you are purchasing. And as you can probably imagine, Magic Kingdom is going to be the most expensive single park to purchase. Animal Kingdom is going to be the cheapest single park to purchase. And then, of course, there's also a park hopper option that you can purchase that's good for all four of the parks. As if this needed to be more confusing, it now is because 
you now are faced with, you know, the the choice. Are you do you only need to invest in Genie Plus for one park for the day or are you going to hop enough to make it worth your while to pay the upcharge for the park hopper? I mean, obviously, the folks who only buy one park per day tickets, um, this is a, a an easy choice and a cheaper choice, I guess, for them, which is, I guess, good. But that's that's what I've seen so far is more complication more pricing variability, more choices, more chances for guests to get confused. Is that fair? Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, I think the, and then the other thing is you can buy that park hopping version. The park hopping version and the Magic Kingdom version are around the same price. Now, as we're recording, we've only seen two days of this. So the first day this happened was on June 27th. And then on that day, it was $27 for Magic Kingdom, $27 for if you had like the park hopping version. I think it was $24 for Hollywood Studios, $18 for Epcot, $16 for Animal Kingdom. Today, the Magic Kingdom park hopping and Hollywood Studios have all dropped in price by $2, but Epcot and Animal Kingdom have stayed the same. Now, I think the really the really negative thing, no, first of all, no one asked for Disney to make this more complicated. Okay, uh, you know you know it's good because the patterns are complicated, but uh, actually it's not good because there's no reason why it needs to be like this. But the worst thing, Leslie, I don't know if you saw the news, I know you've still been catching up since you got back, but you can buy two a la carte parks and spend more than the park hopper version. Like Disney's IT does not block you from doing that or like suggest, or just, you know, they could, I mean, I can imagine a scenario where I think I'm only going to go to Animal Kingdom on a park hopper, but then later I decide, oh, I'm going to go to another park. You would hope that Disney's IT would just ask you to pay the difference, but no, they ask you to pay the price for the entire park. So friend of the show, Jeremy, he tweeted a joke when the news came out and it was like, pro tip to save money on your Disney vacation buy the park hopper version of Genie Plus and not uh, each park one at a time. And I was like, haha, Jeremy, you're so funny. You're so clever. But turns out that is a pro tip. And it's unfortunate that we have to say that because once again, Disney's confusion has made it that people, uh, people who are probably not listening to this podcast are going to end up spending more money on Genie Plus. Yeah, and I guess there there is a little bit of sense, a little bit to that, because the way the system is set up, as I understand it, if any one park sells out for the day, then the park hopper option becomes unavailable as well. So I guess in a situation where, you know, Magic Kingdom sells out, but you're only going to Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, this could be a workaround. But I mean, it's only a workaround for somebody who doesn't purchase it right at you know, in the morning when it's still available to everybody. The better workaround would be for Disney's IT to prompt you like, hey, Magic Kingdom sold out for the day, but if you purchase this park hopper option, it's good for the other three parks, as opposed to just like one park selling out, then completely removing that option from the table for purchase at all. But, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. But yeah, I do think some people will end up spending some more money because of it inadvertently. I I guess I did see somewhere at least that, if you do end up purchasing two single parks and paying more, there may be a chance to go to guest services and get some sort of a refund back. Um, I mean, I'm sure this will get this will shake out a little bit at some point in time. But, you know, if you don't know not to buy it, you probably won't know to go to guest services and straighten it out. Yes. I think the other thing that is a bit cynical about all this is realistically, um, and this is going to be our last news item, Disney World 
guest levels are low. So nothing is going to sell out. So really, you know, if you're thinking of park hopping, um, just I think by the park hopper version, I think the other thing that seems to be sneaking in here, uh, and we'll see how it bears out over the next couple of weeks is that they snuck in a little price increase overall by a couple bucks for the park hopper, AKA the old genie plus version. Um, so you're saving money if you're like doing animal kingdom or Epcot, if you're doing the regular version, the old park hopping version, I think those are going to end up looking a little bit more expensive overall um, inflation and all that. I was, I was looking at it. Uh, I think animal kingdom at $16 Epcot at 18. It's, it's not bad. It's a pretty good price. You know, there's not as many attractions there, but even if you just use it for like three attractions, it's $5 per attraction and change a plus tax. But, um, you know, for animal kingdom or which at animal kingdom, you're probably only using it for three attractions, but at Epcot, you can get three, four five. Um, you know, we just did the Epcot, uh, boat rides of Epcot ride guide. You can get on frozen ever after through it. So I, I think it's, I think it's worth it. And I guess it is nice that if you're only going to the one park, um, it'll be cheaper. And I guess what we're going to have to think about eventually is even if you're park hopping on a given day, you know, we've talked in the past about how when you go to, say, Magic Kingdom at night, like after 8 p.m., there's no lines anyway. So maybe if you're starting at another park that day, you save money, save nine bucks and don't get park hopper for Magic Kingdom. But we will uh, deal with all that later. The next announcement that came out was new Christmas party, Leslie. At uh, Magic Kingdom, I did the math. It looks like there are essentially Christmas parties seven days a week, a lot of weeks leading up to the holidays. So very merry uh, down at uh, Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And you said Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, new party. Oh, yes. Sorry. I meant new party <laughs> in, you know, I, I, I did that thing where you call Magic Kingdom Walt Disney World, but I right. did it in reverse, <laughs> you know. So, yes, Jollywood Nights is the new party that's announced at Hollywood Studios. Um, like I said, it seems like there's going to be on a lot of weeks, there's going to be a party every single night. So Jollywood Nights is going to be Saturdays, Mondays and Wednesdays. And a lot of the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas parties, although it's not every single week, but a lot of times it's Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. So that gives you kind of the seven days of things. The first thing to say is, you know, old Disney fans will remember the Osborne lights in Hollywood studios. Well, those aren't coming back. Um, so, you know, unfortunately I don't think those are ever coming back. It was, yeah, I think Disney dish just talks about, uh, you know, anyone who has uh, strung up Christmas lights, even though the tech has gotten better, Essentially, Disney doesn't want to deal with the one light goes out, they all go out situation for uh, Jollywood night. I mean, for uh, Osborne Lights. So we're not going to see those come back. But there's going to be a DJ. Echo Lake is going to have, you know, they're hinting that Paraline, Max, Phineas, and Ferb are going to be there. There's going to be a Latin street fair in Commissary Lane. Um, and so they're basically going to have themed entertainment all over the parks. And then the things that are, people are really excited about is they're going to have some event exclusive shows. The new ones are a sing-along experience at the Hyperion Theater, which is where you would normally do the Frozen sing-along, but also musical variety show hosted by Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy uh, with special appearances for some princesses. Leslie, I know you're all about the Muppets. Love the Muppets. I mean, they were a huge hit at that little holiday party that Disneyland briefly had um, like for five nights, I guess a season and a half ago. And... Uh, a year and a half ago. And so, yeah, they're hot. They're hot right now. We love the Muppets. We love them before they were hot. And now everybody else is catching on. 
do the uh, rock and roller coaster retheme, you cowards. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other thing that is coming back is Jingle Bell, Jingle, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, which is the old holiday theme nighttime spectacular at Hollywood Studios. And that will be kind of, I guess, paywalled in a sense at the Jollywood Nights party. But people are excited about that coming back as well. So it seems pretty good. Leslie, I don't know what you're thinking. My recommendation to clients who have been going or who are going this holiday season and are going to Disney World for the holidays for the first time, my recommendation is just go for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party um, just because that's a known quantity right now. There's every chance in the world that Jollywood Nights is going to be awesome, and it probably is going to be a lot of fun. But there's going to be a lot more demand for it because it's new. The Christmas party at Magic Kingdom is tried and true. So I'm saying, you know, just go for that one for now. Although I'm not sure. Uh, maybe you think otherwise. I mean, the Muppets would probably rope me in. But I don't usually go during the holiday season to Walt Disney World. I don't think I'll have an opportunity to do it. And, you know, I do think Jollywood Nights probably will sell out quickly it's only 10 nights if i remember correctly from what i saw so you know just like that disneyland holiday party that was only five nights it sold out right away i think this will go fast and it will be easy to get um you know the 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 standard christmas party and magic kingdom tickets and much harder to get the jollywood nights tickets so you, you do have to sort of plan and lock in in advance and i'm not planning disney world six six months in advance usually ever so i'm probably gonna miss the boat yeah, I think Jollywood Nights is the one that's going to sell out. We haven't really seen the Halloween party sell out at all yet. Um, so that makes me think that the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is going to be fine at Magic Kingdom. That almost makes me feel like Jollywood Nights isn't going to sell out as fast as we might worry. I mean, Oogie Boogie Bash went on sale yesterday at Disneyland for uh, Magic Key Holders. And not every single, and that's not the full inventory, but not every single date sold out for that. I feel like last year it was way faster or maybe i'm misremembering i always feel like oogie boogie bash is like gone in like seconds no it's gone in seconds i i thought every date did sell out um or maybe i maybe maybe some of the maybe it was as of 2 30 p.m pacific time or something <laughs> there were still like half the dates which whereas like last year in 2022 they were all gone so bottom line is you have a lot of options for late night holiday parties at disney world this fall and winter and i think the other thing to think about is some like if you're thinking about doing both, I would not do that unless you're like an adult only party or if you're there for like a week or something like that. But like on a short trip, I think maybe doing both, um, you're just going to be exhausted. Yeah, I mean, definitely not with younger kids, maybe with teenagers or something like that. Maybe you only do the parties and you keep your teenagers up late or something like that. I mean, I could see doing doing that if you're a frequent visitor. But yeah, it's only going to be the hardcore and then the bloggers and vloggers doing both. Yeah, don't go to the first one. Uh, <laughs> no. that's, that's, just, that's like the bottom line for like all uh, special Disney events. Don't go to the first one. Although... See, we need to get to one of these first ones because I have this like theory that since everyone is just busy like vlogging and taking pictures of everything, if you want to ride, like if you're going to one of these parties to ride, maybe the first one is the one to go to because, you know, all the blogging and podcast nerds like us are just busy like getting content or whatever and no one's actually going on the rides. So we'll see. Speaking of uh, blogging and podcast nerd content. Leslie, uh, now is the time for you to tell us, uh, let's move over to the West Coast to what's going on in Disneyland. And why are you going to Disneyland? What is this, tomorrow, like as we're recording? 
Yeah, so I'm getting on a flight, a 6.30 a.m. flight, taking a day trip to Disneyland because there's going to be a media event for Rogers the Musical, the new 20, 30-minute musical show that's going into the Hyperion Theater adjacent to Avengers Campus that everybody has been talking about. And this is this is a question mark for me. Um you know, I mean, I'm, I've am i gone on record. I'm not a Marvel super fan, but I've seen like 75% of the movies and, you know, I enjoy them and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not like going because I'm like obsessed with Captain America or anything like that, but I'm going because it worked in my schedule and they're having a media event and I, I'd love to see it. I, and I'm a Broadway fan. I, lo- I do love musical theater. So I'm excited to see what Disney does. And Disney has always done, I mean, we've seen this on Disney Cruise Line, great, great musical shows. But this whole thing, like, I just have all these question marks. It's it's all very curious. If you follow the news, this is going to be a very limited time run, June 30th through August 1st. They're not even running it seven days a week. It's only going to be five days a week. It's going to be Tuesdays through Saturdays. So not even open Sunday. They're going to be four shows a day, it looks like, starting at 12.30, 2, 4, and 5.30 most days. I mean, this does vary day to day. And then there's going to be like a virtual queue for the show. And then there's a premium viewing experience. for That one shocked me, the virtual queue. Yeah. Like... <laughs> this is going to be popular. People do love their Marvel, um, especially, you know, in California. And the, lo- the locals love, you know, coming out for the new characters that join Avengers Campus. So I think there's going to be a demand for this. But like if there's going to be demand for this, why are they staging this giant show, only running it for two months, having a major media event, there's something else going here, going on here, Joe, and I'm just waiting to see what it is. Like I've had some friends float, you know, ideas like, well, they just maybe they don't want it to fail, and then they're going to extend it. Or some people have said this is a teaser for something bigger that Disney's going to do. Maybe this is going to be eventually a full scale Broadway show. I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't make sense that there's a major media event for um, a 20 minute show that's going to run for eight weeks. But they're that desperate, Leslie, for good publicity right now. They're not. (laughs) That's wild. Like, as you were talking, I was like, oh, shoot, would they actually make like a real Broadway? I mean, the, you know, you're a little bit of a Broadway nerd, Leslie. I think you know that the economics of Broadway are like impossible. So it, it would be really risky for Disney to make a new show that's like not based. I mean, even their Frozen show, it does okay. But it's not like I don't think it's like gangbusters in terms of, um, you know, it hasn't closed, which is a good sign. But, um, you know, Broadway is tough. You know, I saw a show I saw news about the show one time um, and it hit my feed because it was like an Asian-American produced show about Asian-Americans. It closed in like a week, you know, or something like really brutal. I mean, this was coming out of the pandemic or whatever, but still, I think that would be pretty exciting. I'm excited. Um my family is going to be in Disneyland in August, so I'm excited that we're going to be there during the limited time run. I do feel like, you know, they did cast member previews this week. I saw a lot of glowing praise. Um, of course, it's from the cast members who already have an affinity for Marvel stuff. Um, but people were like, I could totally see them extending this, which would make a lot more sense um, than just having it for eight weeks and, yeah, having all this kind of buzz um, and I will say, you know, I was joking about Disney needing the positive PR, but it does feel like Disney has been taking like a lot of L's even, you know, with stuff like Elemental, which was self-inflicted because uh, not because it's bad, uh, but like the box office is low. 
Um, and that's self-inflicted because they put all the Pixar films on Disney Plus during the pandemic or whatever. Um, so I think Disney needs some positive buzz on the entertainment side of things. You know, Secret Invasion, no one's like watching that. Let's see how it goes. Uh, they had that one piece from it uh, at the end of Hawkeye. It was an Easter egg at the it's like the post credit scenes at the end of Hawkeye, which was really good. And so if they get the right actors and that the music was catchy, too. So I was thinking about it and you were telling me how, you know, I need like I, Leslie, need to go do research and like watch some of the movies I missed or rewatch. You know, Captain America was like so long ago. I need to rewatch it. But then I was thinking about it while you're talking and a good Broadway show. You can just come in having no idea what the story is about. Like Rogers, the musical for Marvel fans. It's like wink, wink, nod, nod. Ha ha. This is like a clever joke from the MCU universe or whatever. But even for random people, they would just be like, oh, this is just a this is just a show about Captain America. And it's uh, you know part comedy, part drama or whatever, or whatever it ends up being. Um, you'll tell me tomorrow. So we'll see. I, I'm excited. Um, I hope you really like it tomorrow because um, although, again, I'm not enamored with the idea of getting a virtual queue in August. But, uh, you know, we'll figure all that stuff out later. Yeah, for sure. So, and if you're a Patreon supporter, by the time you're listening to this, you've already heard my behind the scenes uh, take on. She trashed it. Music- <laughs> no. no, I don't know. I don't know. That's in the future. So I'm just joking here. <laughs> no. So uh, yeah, I'm excited, excited to, to report on it and just sort of see what's going on at Disneyland this summer more generally. But it does, it does feel that things, and I guess we'll get to it, feels, things feel a little bit different in Disneyland than maybe at World right now. Yeah. Are you flying back the same day? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm on a 6.30 a.m. flight out of Oakland. I'll miss rope drop, but probably only by about 30 minutes. And then I'm on an 8.50 flight home in the evening. So, so are you doing be some park long... stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm for just fun? Gonna... Yeah, for fun. I'll, I'll, I'll experiment with some Genie Plus stuff, um, you know, just sort of see the state of things. And it's going to be a busy day. It's an 8 out, t- 8 out of 10 crowd day. So we'll see how that goes. What time are you supposed to watch Rogers? Two o'clock in the afternoon. So perfect okay. time to get out of the heat. So that'll be good. Sounds good. Sounds good. The other big thing going on, and I'm, again, crossing my fingers. You know, we're going to be there, you know, I guess close to mid-August, like um, like right when it hits double digits. But San Francisco Square and Disney California Adventure, a re-theme of, was it Pixar Pier? Was that what the area is or no? I can't ever remember the name of it. Maybe was it Pacific Wharf? I think is what oh, it was oh, called. Oh, right. It's where it was yes, like that food yes. court area, right? Right. Yes. Right. Or is where, that food court area? Yeah. So, exactly. Sort of in between all of the lands before you get to the bridge to Pixar Pier. So yes, it was kind of a no man's land. It was initially kind of meant to be Fisherman's Wharf, San Francisco during DCA 1.0. So it was perfect to retheme for the San Francisco overlay here but there's just been lots of little bits and pieces of news coming out about that and the disney parks blog every few weeks has got like well this is opening and this is opening and so it looks like some of the um construction walls have come down and a couple of the restaurants are you can see like the new paint jobs and the new overlays and things like that so i will be taking pictures of that on my trip as well and seeing what's there but it's going to be like a very incremental rollout like there's already some menu items that are going to be coming out in in july but the whole land isn't really going to be ready until august so it's it's all kind of unclear but but it doesn't look like from the pictures i've seen that it's it's a super major retheme it's going to feel similar i mean once the uh, bridge is done that's going to be the big um centerpiece i guess and make it feel a little bit different but 
I mean, it's smart, I guess, because it needed a retheme, but it also feels like it's done a little bit on the cheap. Some might say that the bridge will be the big hero six. Oh, of nice. The, yes. So if you don't know where San Francisco Square is from, it is from uh, Big Hero Six. Yeah, I, you know, I'm looking forward to it just because I think it'll hopefully look really nice. Um, and I think, yeah, Leslie, it sounds like it's more of like a refurbishment, but just in the guise of like retheming it a little bit. And like you said, that area did need did need some work. So hopefully um, that'll be good. All right, so the last thing we want to talk about, I'll talk about the East Coast side of things. And that is that, uh, you know, we've alluded to it multiple times in this episode and many times over the last few weeks. Disney World crowds are really low right now, which is, you know, I think that's why they're trying to sneak the Genie Plus prices up a little more just to like squeeze like a couple extra dollars out of people. But, you know, it really does seem like it is a pretty good time to go. Crowds are low, um, dining reservations are like really easy like space do 20 is doable nowadays and um you know just all these all these factors like all these indicators of multiple canaries in the coal mines are singing about uh how crowd levels are low which i think is going to be good for guests not only this summer but uh running into 2024 i fully expect um sales to continue like they just released the sales for all the way through up to Christmas at Walt Disney World, and I, I'm expecting them to be run through the winter of 2024 and into the spring as well. But um, like I said, I'm going to Disneyland. Is it going to be crowded? Like, what are things looking like in Disneyland right now? It's always crowds at Disneyland. It's really just a tale of two different coasts, I think. And and that's because Disney is able to pull on the levers differently in, in California. It's like, well, if the tourists aren't coming, open up to more magic key holders or offer things like what they're doing right now, which they did last summer. And they usually have, they, they offer a California resident ticket where you get three days. And this one is good to all California residents, not just Southern California residents uh, this summer. But even still, I, I looked at touring plans today, um, the crowd calendars. There is not a day under six um, crowd level until late August. And most days are eights um, on the calendar all summer long. And that's even with heat waves and things like that. I mean, it's, there just is always the demand there. And then if there is a day that's going to be, you know, anticipated to be lower crowds, then Disney makes that a tier zero or a tier one for one day tickets, and then it fills up. So, you know, they're just able to to adjust these days a lot more. It looks like Sundays are going to be the still the best days to go because, um, yeah, weirdly, I guess they, they kind of maybe depress the number of magic key holders on those days and, and not all the out-of-towners are necessarily going into the parks on Sunday. Maybe that's a travel day or something like that. But but it does not look slow. And I will see tomorrow for myself what it looks like on a typical Thursday in the middle of summer and and see see how it goes. But but if you're looking for a low crowd day at Disneyland, it's really hard to find. I did see you're going to be a little too early, I think, Joe, to get to enjoy it. But third week of August is probably looking like it's going to be the best uh, right now and always uh, is. Oh, well. Oh, uh, well. Sorry. I'll be getting off a long flight, so I'll be totally jet lagged anyway. Um, and there are the late hours, so hopefully jet lag will work in our favor there. I did look, though, uh, really quickly because I was going to say, um, you know, when do I need to buy park tickets for our trip? And it does seem like, you know, tomorrow all the way through, I mean, even July 4th has park reservations for park harbor tickets for both days. So at least that is looking a little bit better than, you know, when it was at its worst. 
Yeah, I totally agree. It doesn't look like you're having to plan that far in advance anymore. And I don't know if that's a function of just Disney controlling how much they're releasing at a different point in time versus the the actual demand being there. Or I, I don't know what's changed, but I still would be careful, folks, if you're going Thanksgiving week, Christmas week, New Year's around there, because that that will sell out I think and and watch for weird dates in like October around um uh, indigenous people's day Columbus day um veterans day those those holidays can be super super weird uh at Disneyland all right well that does it for the news for today Leslie I'm gonna put you on the spot since I am going back to Disneyland with my entire family this time Leslie can you give me a summer Disneyland do or don't off the top of your head all right disney do i guess is do watch the weather it can be hotter than i think a lot of people anticipate um especially in august august and september are the two hottest months in california and there also can be like some weird santa Ana winds that can pick up and so you get this like blazing hot and like dry air um So I'd watch for that first and foremost. And I mean, the good news is with longer hours at Disneyland, you can start early when it's cooler, um, take that break in the middle of the day, go do the AC attractions or eat a long meal or take a break at the hotel, whatever, and then go back in the evenings. And your kids are now getting big enough, Joe, that you can keep them up a little bit later and and take advantage, which is great. So, but yeah, watch watch the weather because it can be stifling. I mean, not in the same way as as World with that humidity, but I have had some very hot days at Disneyland <laughs> in the summertime. And there, I guess because there are so many more outdoor queues and so much stuff is just like outdoors, it's like there's less, even though you don't have the humidity, I'm guessing there's like less places to hide. Exactly. You're going to just be in it a lot more and the places to escape to AC, you have to be more intentional about it. Good to know. Thank you so much. Well, that is the news for this summer. Frustrated about the Genie Plus changes. We'll see, you know, Iger was talking a big game about like making it more friendly for people. This is not a great first step, but we will see. You know, I will give them a couple more months um, to figure out. I mean, because, I mean, the reality is the changes have made Genie Plus easier to use because less people are buying it um i don't know if this is still like pulling those levers to still get even more less people to buy it but uh, we'll wait and see it's only been a couple days overall an unfriendly change but you never know um, how they're gonna deal with these things all right well if you are traveling to the disney parks or on a disney cruise or wherever you're traveling this summer we hope you have a wonderful and relaxing time thank you so much everyone for listening and other than that leslie thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and i will see you passed out after your crazy media trip tomorrow. Thanks, Joe.